Good evening. Welcome to episode 30 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. <laughs> Matt, if you want to hit us up with some thunder and lightning effects right there, <laughs> I'd appreciate it. No problem. My name is Paul the Count McGinty. With me are Ian, Frank, and Sauce Sharply. Hello. And Matt, the Wolfman Casal. Good evening, podcasters. It is October 28th. Monday night, and we are recording the Halloween episode of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm glad that you're listening. Um, special shout out to Anna Paquin, just because I think she's really pretty. No birthday, no nothing? Just shout out to Anna Paquin? That's all. That's pretty strange that you she just did trick, that. She was in Trick or Treat, uh, which Matt watched earlier, and it kind of took me by surprise because I didn't realize she was in it. So, um, here we are. On this chilly October night, talk some uh, spooks, not the black Whoa. guy. <laughs> some, some scares. How dare you? But before Ian, we do are you that, okay? I mean, that was kind of ignorant on his part. I've dealt with even more ignorance than that. Than this guy here? It's fine. Yes. Okay. Speaking, Believe it or not. And speaking of ignorance, housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. If you're huddled around the fire as I know you are telling ghost <laughs> stories then go to mcsauce.com on your mobile devices or laptops and uh, check out some of our ghost stories we don't have any but maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll make up some ghost stories for you um, some haunted reviews and some weekly strips uh, you can go to the Facebook page and tell us your favorite ghost story We'd like to hear about any kind of paranormal activity that you've run into throughout your your journeys through podcasting. Go to iTunes and subscribe. Such a confession. Oh, I, yeah, I'm just making things <laughs> up. I can tell. Yeah. I haven't done this in a couple of weeks, and we, we're, we're happy to be back. We haven't podcasted in about two weeks or so. Yeah, we had a slight... Um... Scheduling confusion last week. Did have a scheduling confusion last week, and I got married the week before, so thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. So I was very busy doing wedding stuff. But now we're back, and uh, I don't know about better than ever. Probably the same as ever. I, I intend for this to be the best podcast we've ever done. We've had a real, not best ever beginning so that's a high bar to set i don't know mcginty came out with the the count impression right off the bat anna paquin first 30 seconds in i'm furious i didn't know she was in that movie and i haven't seen it so that's yeah, gonna I'd, stay with me tonight i've never seen that movie so i'm excited to hear about your review of it so is there any other housekeeping to cover i think uh, if, uh the the 21 Nights of Fright at the Oaks Theater is still going on. And that's that's coming to an end this week, I believe. It is coming to an end this week. And uh, this week, they're, it looks like they're really pushing through with some uh, some good stuff. Um, today is the 25th, I believe. Is Today's right? the 28th, but 28th? it's okay. Remember the beginning of the show? I completely forgot. <laughs> I <laughs> not wasn't tw- listening. <laughs> on, the, on the 29th, Freaks will be playing at 7 p.m. I've never seen Freaks. I'm not really sure what that's about. Alex uh, Winter. Oh, Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. And on the 30th, House on Haunted Hill, which is another movie that I'm not really familiar with. The original 
doesn't specify, yes, but I'm it, going to guess. It is the original. It's with Vincent Price. Because the one with uh, Jeffrey Rush was kind of crappy. No, this is good. This is good stuff. The Oaks is pretty good for its uh, its classic film. They usually don't play the updated, you know, the 13 Ghosts that they had before was like the, <clears throat> the uh, vintage one. Correct. Um, Wasn't Liam Neeson in one of those? I don't know. And on uh, October 31st, on Halloween night, Night of the Living Dead at 7 o'clock, so yep. go to Beautiful. And, and that is the original Night of the Living Dead, and even more exciting than that, folks, I will be in attendance. So, if you would like to... If you want to see something really Journey scary. out with Matt and hang out and see all his dynamic personality in person. As I watch a movie. As he watches a movie. Nothing more dynamic than that. Oaks Theater, Halloween night. Screw those kids. Don't hand out candy. And go and check out <coughs> Night of the Living Dead. But tonight, we are going to talk some Halloween-centric themes. Some <coughs> movies that we... Uh, enjoyed. Um, I watched a couple films recently. I know that Matt just finished up watching something. Paul's always on the cutting edge of horror, so I'm sure you have something to share with us as well. More so than me. I don't know. I do. A couple classics that I watched in their entirety for the first time last week when I thought we were doing this last week. So now I forget what they were about, and this review is going to be pointless. Okay, maybe this isn't going to be our best podcast ever, but... <laughs> we're extremely but, rusty. But we're only almost six minutes in, and, and we're going to try. We might even get into some What You've Been Reading. I, I read um, Lock and Key, uh, the first two graphic novels of Joe Hill's um, IDW imprint. It's uh, not necessarily horror, but we might get into that a little bit later. It does have some supernatural elements that I think would fit with this podcast. So what do you guys want to start with? Matt? Uh, well, we can talk about... Um, we can get into just kind of Halloween in general. Um, talk about what is Halloween. Halloween's about scares. It's about fright. And it's about what makes your, you know, the... The hairs on the back of your neck stand up, and what gives you, as Paul likes to say, the little willies. The little willies, not yeah. the big willies. The like, little willies. The big willies are Will Smith. Big willies. <laughs> style. Yeah, yeah. Or the spooks, because that's offensive. Oh. But yeah, I mean, you could try to bring it back, but I don't think I don't think that's going to work out for you. <laughs> I don't think so either. Were my people that scary that we were spooky? <laughs> uh, so. Are there any real-life fears, Paul, that, that you have that, that you associate in any way with Halloween? No, there, there aren't. Like, I'm, I have phobias, but it's nothing that's... Nothing Halloween or horror-related, in mm -hmm. my opinion. You're a believer in, in ghosts and, you know, the afterlife, right? The yeah. afterlife. <clears throat> this yeah, is getting had, pretty deep. Um, had couple of experiences that have led me down led me down that path but like that's not something that like it, it I don't feel like it terrifies me or like physically scares me like I don't have a, a reaction well I'm sure if some fucking ghost walked in here right now I would have some physical reaction so ghosts walk I thought they floated float 
Now, what is your idea of a ghost? Are you like a translucent human being type of thing? Or is it more of like a, a, a sheet that kind of glides across the room that has little holes cut out in it? Well, they, for come, in, they come in all shapes and sizes. Well, the ghosts that you've encountered, because you have encountered ghosts, correct? Correct. I call bullshit, but whatever. That's fine. So you're not a believer in ghosts, Matt, is that right? That is correct. I am not a believer in ghosts either. But two to one, we win. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. That's fair. But here's the thing. We haven't encountered it. We haven't had a paranormal experience. So, Paul, Matt, tell us about your paranormal experiences. Um, I guess if I guess if we were going to get into this, this would be the podcast to, to uh, get into that on. Um, now's as good as time as ever. Because I just asked you to. As good time as any. Uh, I grew up in my grandma's house that they had since the early 1900s, and my aunt, my mom and her sisters, you know, my aunts, all grew up there. Uh, my grandma grew up there, and everyone has, everyone's had some kind of weird, unexplainable experience in my grandma's old house. Was there any kind of trauma that happened mm-hmm. in that house? Somebody killed themselves in the basement, or? Uh, not that I, not that I know of. I know there were family deaths. In that house, but nothing traumatic, just people dying there. Yeah. Because oftentimes, I guess, in their early days, the the wakes would be at people's homes and the bodies would be laid out. And, For days, and, uh, like yeah. a week. So just um, just some really, really weird stuff. And my aunt, my aunt and my mom were all believers of that stuff. And I think I was just, I, I grew up in that culture that... There's some weird things that are going to happen at Grandma's house. And it almost sounds like religion. <laughs> they believed in weird things, so then I started to believe in those weird things. Yeah, that, that kind Guys of... Guys that could turn water into yeah, wine. Right. <laughs> that, that, that kind of unexplainable stuff creeps me out. Creeps me out to the point that I'm not going to go inviting it. Like, I don't want to screw around with that stuff. I, I know what you've done the Candyman in the Mirror thing, or Bloody Mary, or anything like that. Real Fears... Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Even if I'm in a bathroom and the lights are out, and I even start thinking it, I need to get out of the bathroom. <laughs> well, there's no mirror in here. I know. I'm just saying it's more haunted <laughs> this way. I wish this was a fader so we could we could have Dim the lights. A, a more. Uh... I turned the lights down, everybody. You turn I turned the lights off. Turn them off. We were we were lit by uh, Apple product light. Yeah, yeah I've a hell of an effect. Yes, I've never done the Bloody Mary thing because that it's it just sounds terrifying. Like, you know, I've, I I will admit it is a little bit scary. I've got the I've got a good imagination. Yeah, I've, that's what I, it is. It's terrifying in real life. It was terrifying in Paranormal Activity three, two. I, I I've only seen one. Um, I don't think those movies are very which one good. Paranormal Activity, the original. Okay. I think it was in. I think it was in three, and it was it was pretty freaky the way it was the the best part of that one, uh, and the way they did it was pretty freaky. So I don't, I don't like screwing with that kind of stuff. Do you guys remember the episode of Supernatural where they had the uh, the Bloody Mary from season one? Vaguely, Back I vaguely when they remember would that. Basically, take those old like urban legends or whatever. I don't know if it's an urban legend, but it's a I legend. Seen that episode in so long. Um, and Bloody Mary was coming and killing these teenagers or something. It's a good episode. Anyway, continue. Don't screw around with it. I've done it before, and I'm still here. Yeah, but you were probably scared as you were doing it. You were a little probably, freaked out. Probably. It was yeah, years ago. You know, and then we did the Candyman thing. 
And that what's can, what's the canon? It's, it's the same. It's exactly the same as Bloody Mary, only in the dark. Can, and the in the dark in the mirror. Candy I Man. thought Candyman was like Beetlejuice. You just had to say it. <clears throat> no, you, know, you gotta do it in no. the mirror. In the mirror in the dark. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Does Beetlejuice around, scare you? No, Beetlejuice doesn't scare me. Uh, the idea of Beetlejuice two, that Michael Keaton and Tim Burton just uh, signed up to do, is a little terrifying. Ooh, I'm into that. I think yeah. that might be nice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really sure, Matt. You seem like you'd have an opinion on Beetlejuice two. I think it could be Beetle- very good. Beetlejuice. I think I think that they call it that. I think Beetlejuice one was very much ahead of its time, and I think that now with the innovations and special effects and things like that, uh, plus seeing Michael Keaton in a comedic role again is incredibly enticing to me. So, um, classic Tim Burton, uh, less artsy. I'm, I'm all in. I Whatever happened to Michael Keaton being in movies? The last thing being that I knew. Movies. Period. Right. I mean, he was he had a small <laughs> role in the other guys, which was he was really great in that. Yeah, he was good in that. But other than that, I mean, he's I, in the upcoming RoboCop. Is he? Yeah, he basically plays the the guy. I think that thinks <clears throat> up the whole idea of RoboCop. In, yeah. In the original, I think his name was Bob Morton, and uh, he met his demise. By getting his leg shot with machine guns, and then he was blown up in his house with a grenade by that'll, the, the ever lovable Clarence Boniker. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Michael Keaton's kind of uh, working his way back into some some re- some regular roles. But much like Tom too. Hanks, I I would look forward to Michael Keaton doing some comedy again. Yeah, Tom Hanks needs to quit doing Captain Phillips shit and just do the Burbs. Too. I want to see Captain Phillips, but now you mention it, the Burbs too would be better. Imagine if that family got out. Yeah, bring back the Clopex. And the, the Clopex move back. I've actually never seen the Burbs. What? No. I can't believe I don't own the Burbs. That's how much I love that movie. Oh, it's so good. It's The Burbs is a good uh <clears throat> good scary comedy. It is a I good I think dark... the Burbs is inappropriate for tonight's conversation. Or even inappropriate. Is it the <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Uh, yeah, is it about it, haunted neighbors? It, it's sort of. It's it's a dark comedy about uh, these suburbanites that that live on this dead end street, and they have a uh, a very bizarre family move in uh, next door to Tom Hanks and his family, and um, they're very weird. They're very peculiar, but. Uh, all the regular, quote, regular neighbors are, start to get suspicious of these weirdos called the Clopex. So they start spying on them, and they think they're up to no good, and, like, just one thing leads to another. And um, it's funny, it's dark, it's got it's, it's got a dark bent to it. Rick Dukeman's in it, his best work ever. I've never seen it, but I feel like our good friend Joe Saxman lives <laughs> the burbs. He... You know, watches his neighbors from throughout his yeah. window, takes pictures, monitors their, you know, Turner's tea intake. Yeah, I don't have time for that. <laughs> it seems very intense. Ain't nobody got time for that. Mm. No. Yeah, it's really weird that Michael Keaton really, I mean, it looks like since 2000 and, uh, since 2006, he's only done about, like, one or two things a year, and some of it's just voice work for 
Toy Story 3. And one of those things is like going to the Pirates game, I think. that was. It's That's in here. Attendance of uh, PNC Park is right here. <laughs> uh, Call of Duty. He was in. He was the voice on Call of Duty. Um, Come on, Michael Keaton. You're better than that. I mean, he really has only done two things a year for the past um, seven, seven or eight years. So it's. What would know. you guys feel if uh, if Michael Keaton was cast in the Dark Knight Returns movie? As what? As Batman. Mm, I don't know. I think we've moved on yeah. from him playing. The Dark Knight. There's an older Batman coming out of retirement. Nah. Which could parallel his movie career. Yeah, I, I don't think... I think we would want a different uh, physicality for that I role. I agree. So I wouldn't really be into that all that much. I, Although I do want to go back and watch those Batman movies again. Um, to be reminded of how terrible they are? Yeah, just to, just to see how, some of the things that terrible? I liked and some of the how things terrible? that I... Hated about them. Um, Batman Returns in particular, because I haven't watched that in a really long time. And uh, I really want to, you know, take a look at how strange that was. I didn't realize that on the on the cover of Batman Returns, the penguins with the missiles are featured. Like, they're right in the bottom corner here. And I, I had no <laughs> idea that they were actually on the poster until recently. That so. really is a very bizarre approach to... Yeah. Um, to do the penguin I, I will say this so this is the horror episode right halloween scary things what's penguin. funny is that normally when we talk about comics we wind up talking about horror stuff and tonight's <laughs> the halloween episode and we're talking comics all right well the penguin in that was represented in a in a way that you had never seen him before and he was a mutant freak monster type character um and and I like that. I just didn't like the making him kind of... I, I was down with his look, not so much making him into an actual monster. He was just grotesque. Yeah. It? Now, what, what they did in the animated series, I think this is Bruce Tim with his design, was <clears throat> he based it off of the, the Batman Returns movie, but then they gave him his traditional comic book personality and roots and i've always felt that was the best approach because i think that's the best look for the penguin mixed with his his classic kind of <clears throat> persona i disagree well you like the Baird, burgess meredith ver version of I the liked, penguin better <laughs> new batman and robin series revamp that they did when they redesigned all the characters for the animated series and he was just a fat guy who ran his own mob business out of the iceberg lounge i don't i think it's weird when he's when he has like flipper hands and a big distorted nose and stuff i'm not a penguin fan pretty much at all if if they got rid of the penguin i'd be fine with that i wouldn't miss him one bit i think he's a great character uh i think it was greg Hurwitz. he's the current writer on the dark knight right now and the reason he is is because he wrote a five or six issue miniseries i know i've talked about it before on this podcast and um, he wrote this this mini series, and it was about the penguin, and and it was so good. It was kind of like a, a a recap of his life with sort of a main storyline interweaved throughout, like a lot of flashback stuff. It was fantastic. It was the best penguin thing I ever read. 
even though the ending didn't quite have the was payoff he, I wanted. Was he distorted in that series? I think it was slightly, right? Visually, <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, the, you have it on your iPad, don't you? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, I'll bring it up in a minute. But um, but the, I forget who the artist was, but they did a really cool job. It, the, whoever the artist was did a lot with like shadows and lighting, and, and everything had like a really high contrast. So there's not like a crystal clear picture of what he looks like, I feel, in a lot of them. I'd have to reference it to to back that up though now uh getting back to what you were asking paul matt uh, are there any things in real life that that frighten you yeah but again they're not horror related or halloween related let's put it that way like okay yeah i admit if i go in the bathroom and the lights off and i say candy man in the fucking mirror five <laughs> times or whatever it is yeah, I'll get a little bit creeped out. I admit it. But it's not so, something traditional like snakes. Right. However, I am fucking petrified <laughs> of snakes. Snakes scare the really? shit out of me. Fuck yeah. Snakes, spiders, and flying. Holy shit. I'm fine with flying. flying. I'm, I don't like spiders, but you I won't like run. Flying in an airplane? No, like Superman. Because, you know, when I usually fly like Superman... <laughs> yes, flying in a plane. What is it the fly? Is it the flying or is it the? What heights? other kind of flying is there in real life? Yeah, true. Hang gliding. <laughs> Parasailing. Nobody's ever really said that they're they're like I hate hang gliding, but is I'm it, okay. Is, with, it, is it the actual with, flying though, or is it heights? Uh, well, heights and flying uh, are two <clears throat> different fears, really. I it, mean, it, it, I think they're kind of interconnected to a degree. I think what what freaks me out about flying is. The fact that I know if that plane crashes, I will be obliterated. But there's nothing you can do about it. And I hate that helpless feeling. Yeah. I do not like not being in control. I don't like to get into a vehicle. Of so you're not kind. really into like S&M and being dominated. <laughs> no, I am. I am, but I'm more the dominate. You're, so you're a dominatrix is what you're saying. I've never found it interesting being the submissive. I don't want dominated. Me neither. It doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I think we're all control freaks in a little bit of our own way. Yeah, I don't want to be tied up or anything like that. No. Not is that, that, is that a fear of yours? It's not a fear. <laughs> it's just a thing that I don't really want. <laughs> well, the the tying up, in a sense, can relate to one of my fears, which is claustrophobia. Really? But extreme claustrophobia. Not like, I'm in an elevator, I'm freaking out. What's extreme claustrophobia for you? Could you get into a coffin? Uh, for a couple minutes. Yeah. Probably. But then you'd freak out. MRI. Well, um, yeah, MR, MRI would be fine. Have we all seen The Descent? I'm cold. No. Speaking oh of, my Jesus. Speaking of horror movies? No. Oh, The Descent is so... Fucking scary. It's the scariest part yes. of the descent. I haven't seen isn't it. Isn't the monsters that live under the ground. It's when the girls have to, f they get trapped, they're spelunking. And that's an early uh, Halloween pizza break, folks. We're hungry, everybody. Wow.
Welcome back from a special early edition of the Pizza Break. So buckle up, we got a long ride ahead of us. Ian, pizza count. Four. Matt? I had four. Wow. But the monsters tonight. They were little baby pieces. Appropriate. Monsters of pizza. <laughs> I had three. Yeah, well, watching your figure. Watch my ladylike figure. I am freakishly hungry lately. I don't know why. I don't know if that is. Maybe you have a tapeworm? Yeah. Or are you eating for two? No. No, I'm not pregnant. Uh Uh-oh. Don't have anything to announce to the podcasters? So. (laughs) Matt Jr. When we left, we were talking about the descent. And one of my greatest fears, which is severe claustrophobia. And the two best examples that come to mind are the descent. Which was a fine movie, but I think what was supposed to be creepy about The Descent were the creepy monsters that lived under the earth. But the scariest part of that movie is when all these girls are down spelunking, (coughs) and they have to crawl through a space that is only as wide as as their bodies. It's only as tall as their bodies, so they have have maybe two, one and a half, two feet to, to climb through this fairly long stretch. And just the thought of having to climb through such a tiny space freaks me the fuck out. It's scary to me that there are people in real life that think that that's fun and that they really do that. No, not, not even a little bit. So the part in Die Hard when Bruce Willis was crawling through the, the ventilation shaft with his little lighter, did that freak you out? It's, it's got to be extreme because you can bust through the ventilation shaft. Uh, like there's a way, there's a way out of that. And at some point, didn't one of the girls hurt herself or break her leg, and she was trapped or something like that? Yeah. And when the one girl's going cool. through it, one of some rock gives way, and it gets even tighter yeah. if she's in there. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have um, fears of closed in spaces or anything like that. But that that pretty much that freaked me out a lot. Right. Yeah, but it has to be that kind of extreme thing, like you know. If I'm in the ventilation shaft and die hard, I think I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So, all Paul, right. we have a podcast tonight, well, guys. That's that's all we have <laughs> for you, folks. We touched on your your ghost stories earlier, and I think we got got sidetracked by the never, penguin from Batman, and I never believe. never got back to it. Is that something that you wanted to delve into a little bit further? Um, for the for the eager ears of the McSauce yeah, podcasters, I know, I know you guys. Because if you, you guys don't, you sound like a big dick now that we brought it up. I know oh, you guys don't. Be, you guys don't believe. You guys aren't 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 into that stuff. But I believe in that stuff. I've, uh, I guess I have seen seen things, but I've experienced enough that leads me in that direction. Not just because my mom brought me up around scary stories and movies and. My creepy grandma's house. Grandma's creepy house. My grandmother wasn't creepy. She was a sweet lady. <clears throat> but one of the one of the creepiest stories from from my grandma's house who and she she never believed any of this stuff, but she told but I think it's just because she had to live there for so long she didn't wanna, you know, fess up that some some crap might actually go down. Um on her nights on her her dresser, she had a mirrored tray. And on the mirrored tray, she had a bunch of glass perfume bottles. And one night when she was sleeping, she woke up to the sound of 
someone picking up and setting down the glass perfume bottles on the glass mirror and no one else was in the house my grandpa was sleeping next to her and then she just fell back asleep how old was she was the end of it um she was an adult Uh, i think sometime shortly before she had my first aunt okay so she wasn't senile yet no okay no she was I, i think in in her prime um we had the the way the upstairs was set up. You could walk around the entire upstairs because the ba- the one bathroom had two doors, <clears throat> so you could go through the kitchen, a, be- a bedroom, come out the bathroom, and be back in the hallway. Mm-hmm. So one of my aunts was waiting for another another of my aunts up there, and she walked through the bathroom and thought she saw. She didn't have her glasses on. My aunt Jean can't see for shit without her glasses. She walks through the bathroom. My Aunt Sue is standing at the sink, brushing her hair, doing whatever. Aunt Jean says, come on, Sue, we gotta go. So Aunt Jean gets back downstairs, and my Aunt Sue's already down there. So she passed something, some physical thing standing in the in the bathroom when she went through. Was there any kind of, um, any things that reoccurred or any uh, things that, you know, like you'd hear things in yeah, the night or yeah, stuff like that. There's stuff that, um, and all my aunts heard it, and then I I heard it whenever we lived there. Um, yeah. Late at, late at night, whenever I'd be going to bed, my tiny bedroom was off the hallway. Yeah. So you came up the steps, and my bedroom was sort of right there. And every night, I'd hear someone walking up the steps, and the footsteps would get to the top, and they'd they'd disappear. And I was I was still a kid. I was still pretty young at the time and brought it up, up to my mom who had lived there forever. So she clearly knew what it was. But for years, she, she lied about it and said, oh, that's just, that's just me walking around out here. You know, you just hear me, hear me walking around. And I was the kid and I didn't want to, you know, poke the bear. So I was like, yeah, I, I know it's coming from the steps, but that's, that's <laughs> fine with me because I don't, I don't need, need to know what else it is. So when did she come clean on it? When um, you were how old? Once we once once we were out of there, probably when I was a uh, early early teens. Um, it they called him the Iron Man because there was it was always these heavy steps that would these heavy footsteps coming up the stairs. And he had a severe and it happened, problem. It happened at the same time every night when the second steel mill shift would get off. My it was my great grandfather coming home from work. It's kind of creepy. And all my aunts heard it when they lived there, and then I wound up hearing it too. Yeah, and it's just little weird, freaky stuff like that. My brother, um, one Christmas, we had all the all the holidays there. And once we moved out, uh, it was a duplex. My grandma lived on the bottom, and we lived up top. But both floors were connected by stairs. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like split apartments. It was essentially one big house. Mm-hmm. And my brother was playing halfway up the stairs. And uh, my cousin Kim, my brother was young at this point. He had to be three or four. And my cousin Kim went out to 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 get him to to bring him in. And you know she she asked where's uh, she asked him where someone was at, and he says I don't know, but someone just someone just passed me going upstairs. And Kim was like, No, everyone's clearing out. We're all whoever's left is down is still down here and he was like well someone nope someone someone upstairs they they passed me when i was playing 
and no one was upstairs. No, but it was it, it was always a weird, creepy, uh, creepy stuff like that at, at my grandma's house. Now, do you think? Do you believe in uh, UFOs or aliens or anything like that as well? Yeah, but I don't find it nearly as interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm always like, I liked the early X Files seasons, whenever they were more strictly paranormal type stuff. But once it really got into being about UFOs and aliens and government conspiracies, I'm bored. See, because I, I, I don't have a, a lot of belief in ghosts or anything like that. But I do think that, you know, aliens, the, the possibility that there are aliens or something like that out there, that's pro- that's that's real. I think that freaks me out a little bit. That's very probable. Yeah. If the universe is as large as, you know, those scientist dudes tell us. A lot of theories, I think, suggest that it's not even aliens coming from distant galaxies, but it's interdimensional beings. Like, they're actually traveling through dimension. I, I believe in some of that stuff, too. I like kind of do, too, and I don't even know why. I, and it goes against, like, not believing in ghosts. But, like, I feel like there's frequencies that um, our minds maybe aren't tuned into all the time, but there's different altered states that you can bring yourself to that maybe you do tune into you know, that, if we'll call it dimension, or that way of thinking that you can see some of those things. Yeah, yeah, and, and along those same lines of, um, you know, being tuned into to different things, like, you guys don't believe in that stuff. It's maybe, maybe it's because you never had any experiences, but I believe certain people are more tuned into that stuff than others. Like, I think... Well, aren't you special? My family is, for sure. Like, I worked at a music, music shop, and uh, the owner owned the entire building. And the music store was on the main floor. It was guitars, pianos, like instrument shop, not like Sam Goody. There's your early '90s reference. I was like, you lost our entire audience. But the ba- the basement, there were steps that went down to the back basement, which was all finished rehearsal space. The front basement was unfinished uh, stone walls. That's where all the empty guitar boxes were. They had their washer and dryer down there. It was still a dirt floor. Um, so whenever I'd be there, whenever I'd be there working, and I was down in the unfinished basement in the front, I was fine. I could stay down there all day long, breaking up guitar boxes. You know, no big deal. But whenever I'd have to go down the back into the un- into the finished part, which was nice and all set up, I got the creepiest feeling every time I went down there. Just a feeling that I wasn't alone down there. Okay. So it's I think it's just one of those things. Some people are like that. And I don't think I was purposefully creeping myself out because yeah. I don't want to feel that way. I think it just it just comes along. Have, Some people feel it and other people don't. Do you guys ever creep yourselves out after All the time. after you see like a scary movie and you're maybe home alone or you you got to walk by yourself to your car in an empty parking lot or something like that. All the time, I'm always running away from, you know, things that I've created in my head, killers or, you know, psychopaths that I've made up in my mind. I, I there are many, many times. What was that the last? I sprinted to my car okay. because I was afraid of some fictional thing. Yeah. that I made up. Well, we yeah. once sprinted from interdimensional <laughs> versions of ourselves who were really just teenagers. <laughs> Walking towards us. Yeah. Huh? (laughs) 
Back in the early 2000s, Paul, myself, and our friend Christian were at a house party um, in the South Side. And we were walking. I don't know what we were doing. I think we were just walking around. Uh, we were just outside, and we uh, were walking on uh, P.J. McCardle Street, which at that time I think was closed down, or I don't even know if it exists anymore. And we were walking late at night, probably 2, 3 in the morning. Nobody, nobody out on this road. And as we were walking towards from the other end, we saw these three figures walking, pretty similar in height and size. And both ends of the both ends of McCardle Roadway were Jersey Barrier closed off. Yeah. So first we were like, well, where where did these people come from? It's late. What the heck? And 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 for those who don't know the Pittsburgh landscape, um, it's sort of off of the road. It's not in the middle. There's not. It's not a high traffic area. Um, there's no real reason unless you were just killing time that you would be walking on this road. So we're walking, we see these figures walking towards us. We start kind of joking around about how they're <laughs> us from another dimension here to steal our bodies or something like that. And it was really funny for a little it bit. It was really funny for a second. <laughs> and then we kind of um, were like, all right, well, it's cool. Why don't we turn around and, and the, start walking and, back yeah, towards as, the van? As the distance between us and them was closing... But and they were just silhouettes the entire time. Yeah. They were just shadows up the street and in the streetlight. How close did you get? Not, not not close enough to see features, you know, gender. So what for kind more of, than a hundred feet. Uh, About a hundred feet, maybe. I mean, because we, we turned around and we were walking, and all we could hear was the footsteps behind us. At a for certain all point. we know, they were us from another dimension. But we never got to find out. So you got freaked out and you like turned around and basically ran back. To we the we van. turned around and we started calmly walking. And then at some point, <laughs> it was like we telepathically all flipped the switch and all agreed <laughs> to break <laughs> out in a sprint back to my van. It Those was, three dudes was, probably were laughing their asses off at you. Sprint. It was full sprint. Mm. Who who was the leader? I think I got to the mm. van first. You were right behind me, and Christian was. To my memory, he was really far behind. He, he, so he, he would have been got, the one to, to die. We first. got to the van, and there was there was the initial panic of, did, where's Christian? Where's they Christian? They got him, oh. and then he came running around the corner. <laughs> did you fumble he, for your keys and everything? No, no. And then didn't, the car we, didn't start. We straight up sprained my ankle. We straight yeah. up hopped in it and booked out of there. Out of the south side. To, to, this, to this day, I don't know. Did you all go home separately, or was it one big sleepover? I, I took people. I think I took you back home. Were you like, freak the over. fuck out to go back into your house? No, but by the time we all got in the van and we're driving driving back, man, it was, it was just, oh, oh how, how so silly we are. But I was still happy that we did what we did. But we were, but for, for a few minutes there, we believed we were in mortal danger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this was this this wasn't you know 20, 15 21? 16 year old versions we were of us 20. we were yeah we were in our 20s 21 20 yeah. yeah definitely it was right after pti it was that summer that's awesome better safe than sorry that's, right. that's true we didn't end up so matt when's the last time you broke into a full sprint because you scared yourself <laughs> well i remember when i was a little kid uh in my neighborhood, I had a neighbor that I would spend a lot of time watching movies and being into horror movies and scary movies. A lot of times, that's what it was. And he lived, um, let's see, one, like three doors down from me. And there was an empty lot in between. So um, 
but it was far enough as a kid if I stayed at this house like on a on a Friday or a Saturday night watching a movie until like let's say 11 or midnight or something that walk back to my house is as an 11 or a 10 year old was sometimes horrifying and I can remember I would calmly and casually walk out the door and down the driveway until I was not able to be seen anymore uh, by them and then I would book it back to my fucking house and I would run so fast was there was there something in your brain that triggered that did you immediate once you got outside for the walk home did you immediately I dreaded, start thinking about no, no, no. the bad things that I could dreaded happen? it before mm-hmm. I actually stepped out of the house I just thought I really wish I didn't have to like leave tonight. I wish it was light outside. Was there something was... that you like? Was there uh, um, something in your head that you thought like this is it, what's going to get me? It depended on what I had watched. Usually, yeah. it was a movie that kind of got all of my my fears and anxieties going. So, like, I can remember it was snakes on a plane. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that is we your were... your like the worst... scariest movie of all <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> Uh, there was, um, we watched, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we watched the Robert Englund Phantom of the Opera, and, like, just, I don't know if those movies are still scary, I haven't seen them in a while, but they are to an 11-year-old, I can tell you that. And, uh, yeah, man, I would run home fast. Um, and it always felt like, you know, I tell you guys three doors down, but that fucking felt like a (laughs) mile-long run. Um, I can remember one of the more recent times, although I'm going to say this and it's probably like six years ago now, maybe even more, um, uh, 30 days of night. I didn't like that movie all that much after I saw that that premise, like we've talked about before, does scare me. I thought that those vampires were particularly scary. Uh, I thought they were well done because they, they just felt inescapable they felt like when they showed up you were dead there was no no hope you couldn't fight them with your little holy water or your cross i don't even remember if you could fight them with that in the movie but i don't remember what those, i can those guys i remember in the movie stakes i would imagine <clears throat> there was one scene in particular that that really sticks out because i've only seen the movie once but when the vampires first show up and they're terrorizing everyone in the town. The, the main guy is like in a um, some kind of room. I don't remember if it was a house or just a building or what. But he's basically holding this big, like burly, like Alaskan kind of hunter guy up, like with one hand. And you knew this guy was gonna die. And it's like that shouldn't be happening. And like that, just that kind of like um, just complete cold, uh, merciless approach by these vampires like freaked me out i remember i had to take my dog out to go to the bathroom that night and i'm outside i'm like will you hurry the fuck up and go to the bathroom i need to get in the house i cannot be out here any longer so did did those vampires need invited in i don't think so i think they just rolled in i I could be wrong i don't quite remember either um that's that's a strange part of vampire lore that i really like though that they need to be invited in mm -hmm. because it plays into also, the, the their, charis, their charismatic angle of vampires. <clears throat> I agree. And the fact that they can trick you into doing stuff. There's there's just so many facets to the vampire that is really cool until Twilight ruined them. But, but I think some. I'm sure they'll get back to you know the the type of vampires yeah, that yeah. we like. 
Right, I agree, but... Well, we still get vampires we like, because the Fright Night remake wasn't too long ago. Yeah, that was pretty good. Even the vampires in True Blood, they're not as horrific or scary, no. but they still have a lot of qualities, and I'm like, oh, it's okay, this is pretty close to the it's, vampires Yeah, it's almost like a, the middle ground between Twilight vampires yeah, they're and still sexy murderous vampires. vampires. Yeah, but... Yeah. I'm, I'm ready for a Dracula remake, like a... You know, Mary Shelley's Dracula. No, that's Bram Stoker, dude. You even read it. Come on. Come on. I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm ready for a Bram Stoker Dracula remake. Like, There's classic some... yeah. Dracula. There's some vampire. NBC show that's going to be Dracula on on Friday nights. Ugh, looks terrible. Yeah, I'm not really looking. Yeah, I think Dracula. a really a well made Dracula. Here's the thing they did Bram Stoker's Dracula in 1990 or something like that. And. You had Gary Oldman as Dracula. Could it be any better? Could you get a better guy to play Dracula than Gary Oldman? But then they go and they fuck it up and they put Keanu Reeves with he a British was accent. Awesome in that. <laughs> and and Winona Ryder, while quite hot in that movie, was she? Yeah, kind of. To the Google. Winona Ryder. There, there. There's not a lot of times where I don't find her attractive. She was even hot as Spock's mom. In Star Trek. Really? I like With her. her Vulcan wrinkles. Vulcan wrinkles and all. I'll take it. Yeah, you're right. She was super hot in that movie. <laughs> well, she was at the height of her powers back in 1990 or 92 yeah. or whatever that was. Yeah, it was... And Matthew Sweet was writing songs about her. So... It was pre-shoplifting, too. But but that, that Dracula movie, and then... Kind of, I don't know if this is from Bram Stoker's original concept but the the whole religious angle of it i thought was really cool how he felt like betrayed by the christian church and yeah he basically gave himself to satan and that's how he became that's not in the book okay and the vlad the impaler cool. angle is yeah. that vlad the impaler was a real person is that am i not i believe that's correct yeah i, I thought so it's always the source material that's that's real that scares the shit out of me yeah, like, yeah, that, that is based on kind of real events or real happenings. Like the movie The Strangers, for example. I think that movie's really scary, at least up until it turns into like. Classic, scary cl- movie. Classic horror, where the characters start doing bumbling, idiotic things. But up to a certain point, that was like. Those characters were behaving in a way, like, the, you know, the heroes, if you will. We're behaving in a way that I feel like if any one of us three were in that situation, we would have reacted in the same ways and had those same kind of fears and yeah, that, approach that, to survival. Home and invasion is one thing that scares me. I, yeah. some, I live in the safest suburban neighborhood on earth. And I still am like, ah, oh, somebody's going to break in or something. Well, have you ever heard a, a noise in the house? And oh, you're all like, the time. oh my God, what the fuck was that? And you have to go get a baseball bat or something and search behind the, the shower curtain? This place makes some noise from the attic or the roof all the time. It's this big, like, popping sound. No idea what it is. Maybe somebody lives in your attic, dude. No, no it's impossible to get to the attic, so... We live in a pretty old house, and there's a lot of creaking and cracking. Um, the way that our house is set up, you can hear like the whirly bird that's on the that's on the top of our really? roof. You can hear the it weather sometimes. Vane? If it's that's it's not really a weather vane though. I don't it's know like what the, a whirly bird it's is. It's like um, it's like a it's ball. A helicopter. 
It's like a, it's a <laughs> you'd be scared of it, and it's flies. The thing with the, the it's cups, like a ball that spins. The cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, if if the wind's going really hard at night, you can hear that. It makes a pretty creepy sound. Uh, the thing I I'm always the, I myself scare me more than anything else. I'm always imagining some horrific scenario. I always play like, what would the worst thing possible? What what could happen right now? And I'm like, well, what if this? You know, what if, what if this the psychopath just broke in the house right now? And you know, I guess it's always home invasion. Yeah, well, I was... think about it too, and I'm looking at you, and there's that doorway right behind you, and oh, I feel yeah, like what if something just yeah, you're creeping came me out, out right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, like here's what. I... <laughs> Why did you do that? No, no, so, I'm gonna be scared the whole time. Because we're up against the wall, so nothing can get us. I but, know! But Ian, like, I, I'm picturing, because all I see is, like, you yeah. and, and blackness behind you and on you. And bla- <laughs> and, yes! And and I picture, like, maybe, like, a gray hand or something coming up over like your you shoulder. I don't like saying this shit. I keep looking at your <laughs> shadows, and I'm very scared right now. Here, look at this. Oh! oh! I feel like Nosferatu is going to come and creep up with those long-ass fingers. This picture of you in the doorway has to go up with this post. Okay. I just sent it to you. We turn, you. we turn the lights down. We lit some candles. For the first 20 the... minutes, it was bright as yeah. hell in here. For ha- yeah. And naturally, now that the candles are up and we have Halloween ambiance, so now, now. now we're telling creepy stories. Yeah, now, I will say, just because I'm starting to get a little freaked out, the last 20 minutes, the lights are coming back on. <laughs> One of the reasons I liked this, I liked the first half of The Strangers is because it was very random. Like, they just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just picked a house well, and we're going to terrorize these it people. It wasn't just that. It. There, there was a creep factor to, to the first girl that shows up at the door. And her face is kind of hidden because she's keeping her head down and her hair is over her face. And she asks for just someone that... I heard something. Jesus Christ. You looked over there, and I thought somebody was going to come out of the door. Because <laughs> I feel like, okay, so somebody can get me from my right, or they can get Ian from behind. Paul is the safest one here. As as either Ian or I are being murdered, Paul can nimbly, hopefully. But he is trapped in the corner. That's I will true. go right out that front window. Yeah, I don't know. If... Oh, and then you'll sprain your ankle, and then the killer will <laughs> casually walk toward you as you're trying to limp down the street yeah. and get away. And then, like, as you're... Tonight, it's guys. gonna be me first, too. Oh, because by... you're black. Because I'm black. <laughs> oh. That's, that's why Christian was left behind running down the street, because he was full black. He was blacker than... Oh, so, okay, yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. Like, so oh. the order would have been Christian, Ian, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the strength... The, Strangers, I was in up until um, up until the characters the started making. Uh, when the friends showed up, that's when yeah, it got started. Yeah, when they start making classic horror movie mistakes, that's that's when it lost me. But but there was something very eerie about the costumes of the villains in that movie. The two girls with those creepy doll masks, and then the the guy with his burlap sack mask. Yeah, the whole, mm-hmm. the the image, a lot of creepy imagery. Yeah, yeah, like for example, movie. where um, Liv Tyler's standing in the kitchen, and uh, everything's quiet in the house, and then you just see out of the shadows um, the guy steps forward, and he's got the mask on, and he just kind of like stares at her, and he kind of cocks his head slowly. It's just that kind of like body yeah. language yeah. more than anything that just just makes you 
fucking uncomfortable. And for me, it's the fact that it could really happen that at any moment yep. here, right yep. now, somebody could just slink out of the out of well, the shadows. Me and, um, what if, if Brian came home right now, I'd fucking murder him. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and, me and my, uh, my, my girlfriend in high school, we got chased all around the city on Devil's Night one year. What were you doing Had on to Devil's be Night? Were you participating? 95 or 96. Uh, Back when you were about 30? Yeah. When I was a 30-year-old in high school. How old were you in, in 95? Seventeen. Uh, 17. 17, okay. I think. So when you were seventeen, you got chased all around. Um, Devil's yeah, uh, at our high, there was a Halloween party at our high school, and we left early to go do other things. Why did you look at me for that one? Because I know what other things are. Dramatic effect for ah. us in the room. I see. So we went to go go fool around in uh, in her car behind this local car wash down behind the high school, and. Uh, all of a sudden, we noticed that there's a car sitting behind us. Mm-hmm. And we're like, all right, we don't know who, the, who this is or what's up, so we're just, we're just going to go. So we pull out, and they pull out behind us. And we drive, drive a ways down the road. And we're like, all right, we'll just you know, loop back around, go back to high school, go back to the high school, and you know, just go back in. And they followed us back up all the way around the block, all the way through a different neighborhood, and then they started getting closer, and they started riding right up on our asses. They chased us for a good half hour all around the city. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, and at one point, we were in Station Square, and we were at a red light. And they were, they were the car behind us, and they started getting out. Ooh. And someone got out and was running, running up to our you. car. And she was driving, and she... Just gunned it through yeah, the red light, through traffic. The best they ran back in their car, and then they blew through. Once they were in, Holy they blew through fuck. the Holy red shit, light. Dude. And this, this, this that is way happened. scarier than yeah. your ghost story, yeah. by the way. Yeah, that happened a cu- couple times on the whole trip before we finally, we finally how lost did, them. Yeah, how yeah. did you lose them? Um, we were going up Crane Avenue and coming down the other side, and there was enough time where. There was enough space between us, whereas they were coming up the back side, we were going down the front, so they couldn't see us. So you had to pull so up we on turned. the side street. I thought she was going to roll. It was a minivan. I thought she was going to roll the van, hanging this right yeah. onto the, the street we turned on, just so that by the time they crested the hill, they probably they had no just idea went, where yeah, we went. Yeah, just go straight. That's pretty yeah. fucking scary, man. It was, and then she turned the lights off. Did you like stop, or did you just keep going down that side street? Yeah, I would have been stupid. I would have parked and turned the lights off and tried to hide. No, we just we just just kept going. It was the most. It was one of the most freaked out times I've ever been in my life. Like I, I'm pretty chill. I'm pretty relaxed most of the time. But by the time we got back to my house, like I was like a live wire. I was shaking. What? Because it was so terrifying. When these people, there were two people that got out of the vehicle on both sides. I think there there were at least four people in that car, and I'm I'm sure it was just some devil's night prank and they got us i mean we were we were hooked we were terrified and they knew it but who fucking knows yeah it could have been any kind of psychopaths that's it's stuff like that it's when that the crazies what, come out on devil's what night, what man. people can do and um the lengths that they can they can take it to that's right um i've seen the crow <laughs> yeah fire it up fire it up fire i haven't i don't know that i haven't well. seen the, i almost watched the crow yeah, fuck you both it's, i almost watched the crow last week but instead, I watched uh, the possession. 
Have you ever seen the crow, Ian? Oh yeah, a okay. bunch of times. Okay. Uh, just not in a long time. Not not since it was in theaters. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that's really going back. I never. I, I only saw that for the first time maybe <clears throat> five years ago. Really? Yeah. It's a I dark never movie. watched it when it came out. Very dark. I um I liked it whenever it came out. I think I went to see it like two or three times whenever it came out. It it paints such a miserable excuse of like a city like everything is just so unpleasant you know it's always raining it's it even during the day it feels like it's nighttime it was so new york city in the 70s it was so perfect for like that emo 90s emo goth yeah it was so perfect for big empty i know i can't think of the crow without thinking of that stone temple pilot song yeah i think of that and i think of the uh i think of the the, the yeah, WCW the wrestler. I, I think of like the trailer where they had that song playing, and he's flipping through the boardroom or something like that. He's doing those those front flips, and they're you know they're shooting at him, and they they like shoot him a million times. And in real life, that's how uh, Jason Lee got killed. Was that that scene where? You... Yeah, that boardroom scene where they were shooting. Oh, Is it Brandon okay. Lee? Brandon Lee. I, th- Jason Lee is from uh, Mallrats. Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy. Yeah. yeah, but he's Brandon. also very good at kung fu. So he's he's excellent. Professional skateboarder before he was in the movies. Really, Jason Lee? Not that. But yeah, that does sound like a skateboarder uh, name, doesn't it, Jason Lee? Yeah, X X Games guys always have like sweet names. Like X Games guys are a lot of Travises. Travises, not not Pauls or Ians. Travis is a pretty sweet name. But Matt, you can probably get by being like a Matt. You need a cool name. Matt Cassell is a Eh, awesome. I don't Cassell hold. I don't think Cassell holds. X, X Games recognition. No, I think I it would have to be a sweeter name than Cassell. Yeah. Matt Lee. Matt Lee. Matt Lee. Matt Lee. Matt Lee. Matt Lee. Matt Lee is a badass BMX star. Yeah, he is. Not to be confused with Jason Lee or Brandon Lee. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Did either of you ever read The Crow, the comic book? Nope. Although I did walk right by James O'Barr about a month ago at the Pittsburgh Comic Con. (laughs) Did you draw that or write it? He created it. He he did really. He created the crow. Yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. No, there was greatness at the Pittsburgh Comic Con this year. Well, we were there, so yes. That's That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we were there and James O'Barr. There were. not at the Pittsburgh Com- Comic Con, but there have been plenty of times that I've ran up the basement stairs. I jogged a little faster than maybe warranted because I expected something to be coming up from behind. That sounded like a euphemism. It wasn't meant to be dirty. Don't be that guy. I'm not being dirty. I'm saying like it almost sounded like you had to shit really bad or else you're gonna crap your pants and you had to go up the stairs really fast yeah, it, it, it was only at my uh my my first apartment like the basement was really long and the washer and dryer were down down at the other end and i, I think the light was the light was kind of in the middle so i'd turn the light out and, and i'd still, still have, have to though, get yeah. through half of the basement to get back up the steps and more more times than not as soon as i'd turn that light out could be broad daylight out and it, it would just be dim in the basement, but I'd, I'd still, still creep myself out pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I always creep myself out recently. I've been waking up in the middle of the night and thinking that I see stuff standing around oh. in, in, in my bedroom and really, really vividly seeing like, you know, like 
dead clowns or just, you know, what was that? <laughs> what the fuck was that noise? That was the fridge. Or like just, you know, ghoulish looking shit. <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? I don't know, man. I don't know. And uh, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and, and, and just swear that something's like leaning over me or th- things slowly creeping from the from the shadows really fucking scares me. That's why Insidious is, you know, I haven't seen the, the all-time scariest movie. It, it freaks me because that's all that movie is about. Yeah. Stuff slowly slinking out. I don't, don't want to see that and I don't want to see Sinister because I think they're both like that. Yeah. I haven't seen either one but I've, I've stayed away because they look really I get really them confused because of the names being so yeah. similar. Yeah, Sinister isn't like Sinister's that. Sinister's Ethan Hawke. Yeah. And once you see this image of a devil you don't unsee it until he kills you or something. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever had night terrors? Do you um, know what they are? Yes. Just like nightmares or no it's it's almost like you're awake and you're you kind of like almost you're so afraid but you can't call out for help you can't move oh, you're wow, like no. frozen in in fear no i've never had usually it's like, like waking up from something but you can't move i feel like i had it one time in my life yeah but i'm a very heavy sleeper and it like takes me a lot to actually wake up so, I don't know if I dreamed the whole thing, but I feel like I didn't. I feel like it actually happened. I've, I've never had that happen. I've had classic, like, movie, wake up from a dream. Yeah, screaming. I, I didn't make any noise. But I, 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 like, sat bolt upright. I was sweating. I was shaking. I was absolutely terrified. Yeah, I, is, do, I do stuff like that. Isn't like, it absurd, though, how nightmares are? Like, when you wake up from a nightmare, it's always at mm-hmm. night. You never wake up in the middle of, the, like, the morning when it's how bright and sunny. How funny would that be if you woke up from your, <laughs> your mid-afternoon <laughs> nap? nap. <laughs> oh. Anyways, it's going to get me. But, but, like, you wake up and it's still dark. It's always still the middle of the night. And you're so fucking scared, and you have to turn the lights yeah. on. You have to like go and get a drink of water and take a piss, and like you can't. But you're get... afraid to go out to the bathroom, right? It's oh, everything, everything's petrifying. So, but then you know you manage to get yourself back in bed, and you fall back asleep, and then you wake up the next day, and you think about that nightmare that you had, and you're like, "Yeah, I just dreamed that like a, a giant gumball was trying to kill me." And and yet that was the scariest thing ever. But when I think about it, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's that's almost, the th- that's the way like almost like ninety percent of nightmares are. Yeah, that's only happened to me that that one time. Like I've stirred myself awake from nightmares before, and I've made noises and but and woke myself up like trying to scream or something. But that yeah. one time, like I was so terrified and disoriented when I got up. Like it took me. It, it took me a while to, like, regain where I was at. And the, the girl I was dating at the time, sound asleep. Yeah. Is that the same name. girl that you drove around? No, devil- okay. different girl. And I, I, was sit- I was sitting upright, sweating, shaking, and I, had, I put my hand on her back just to, like, ground me yeah. back to reality because I was, I was in another place. I, I've woken up from nightmares and kind of, like, hid deeper into the covers and stuff. Yeah. Like... To hide from whatever alien or uh, murderer is in the room. I'll tell you about a funny nightmare I had when I was a kid. Living at at, uh, Grandma's house. Mm. What was fucked up about my Grandma's house, and it only happened there. And maybe it was just indicative of how how old I was, but... 
while I was dreaming, every nightmare would start the same way. And I would know in my sleep... That like, you were going into a nightmare. I would see this certain, this certain series of events start to happen. And in my dream, I'd know, fuck, I'm going to have a nightmare. Wow. And there was nothing, nothing I could do about it. And every time it would start, I'd walk to the top of the steps at my grandma's house at the second floor. And I'd stand at the top of the steps, and I'd look down, and I'd just lean forward. Oh. And I'd just kind of float down the steps and when I hit the bottom is when the nightmare would start. When you started t- saying that, in my head I started making whatever would be the creepiest <laughs> to me, like some somebody crawling up the steps at me or whatever. But the the craziest craziest nightmare I ever had when I was a kid is I was trapped in the middle of the ocean on a life raft with Dracula. Oh. Like which one? Monster Squad, Daylight. Dracula, or yeah, like classic, classic Monster Squad, Dracula. Yeah. You know, you know how you could totally get away from him if you also had a priest with you and he could bless the water around <laughs> you, and then you could just jump in the water. But wait a second, did you say it was night or day? It was daylight. It was broad he daylight. Be fucking dead. Didn't matter. It was it was dreamscape. I was, was like in broad daylight, middle of the ocean. Now yellow now, raft. You would have to invite Dracula. him to your side of the raft. <laughs> in yeah right. In your dream, the one that you knew you were going into a nightmare mm-hmm. every time, th- that's interesting that you're able to like be able to tell, okay, I know this is a dream. Those, that's almost a lucid dream. Have you ever had a lucid dream where you kind of control things? Yeah. Yes. I have never, and I would love it. It would be awesome. I'd, I've, if I've I could had, do that... I've, I've had, had them before, and the, they aren't the kind of dreams that I want to tell on this podcast. <laughs> Maybe uh, I, a fireside chat after dark. If I could, if I could have a lucid dream, like every time I went to sleep, sleeping would be my favorite thing in the world. I try to do it every time. I go to I, when I go to sleep. I go to sleep trying to think about that kind of stuff. So there are supplements that you can take. Uh, they're called nootropics that improve. If you are a lucid dreamer, they will improve how you react in that situation, and you can control them more. You can remember them better. Um, so maybe that, I, maybe I don't want to do that because that seems like a bad idea for somebody who has a great imagination like your life raft what, what Dracula if I, self. What if I let myself down? What if I don't make it out of the zombie apocalypse? I think you have what happened? Oh, here. Relax, relax. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the light on your laptop went out and I started getting scared. <laughs> I'd be upset if I couldn't do all the things that I wanted to do in my dreams. I wish I could rig something to touch you on the shoulder right now. <laughs> I would lose my mind. Like, I'm actually contemplating. I'm, I have effectively scared myself, and I'm, ter- I'm like, I keep looking over I'm, my shoulder. I'm contemplating, like, being like, oh my god, what is that? Oh. And seeing if I can get you to, like, freak out. And uh, I think I could. Yeah, I've scared myself sitting here tonight. <laughs> Do you want to turn the lights on? No, no, it's fine. I can podcast in fear. <laughs> Podcasting in fear. Podcasting in fear. So, uh, movies. Scary movies. Scary movies. That's where this all kind of started for us, I think. Um, it's uh, something that we've all kind of been in on since childhood we've always liked scary movies they almost go hand in hand with comic books is, for us, is, I would um, say. did you get into scary movies and stuff or 
Was it a byproduct of your parents being into that? No, I think I did. I think the first really scary movie... Actually, I, when you're a little kid, like really little, like maybe three or four years old, you have like little snippets of of like memory you know what i mean like not a full-blown memory but just like a like a small a small little little tiny little little nugget if you will little nugget of a memory so i can remember when i was a little kid i came downstairs and it was like late at night and my dad was watching television and um and he watched something that scared me what i saw um, and I didn't realize it until years later, but he was watching The Exorcist. Oh, Jesus. And, um, I think I was supposed to be in bed. Um, I could not have been more than four years old, but I remember coming down and it was the part where, um, the girl like throws up on the priest's face right. and I can just that little part. I, I had always remembered that. Um, so I feel like that was the first really scary thing I ever saw. Uh, but my first real scary movie that I, that I loved, but then it scared the piss out of me that night, was Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. Freddy Krueger was on HBO. My brother and I were watching it both for the first time. And I think I talked about this on the last horror podcast, but I can remember watching it, and we were so into it. We thought it was so like kind of cool, but like really scary at the same time. But we couldn't pull ourselves away. And my dad being... I, I don't know. I, I had a mother as well, but somehow she's not present <laughs> she's in these stories. She's not this parental guidance moment. Right. And I can remember him saying, guys, you, you, you're you going to get scared tonight. You might not want to watch that. Instead of just turning the TV off on, you know, seven-year-old little Matt, he lets him watch this and then try to go to bed that night. I guess that's that's just a moment that you have to have. Maybe you have to learn that you know some shit's gonna yeah, and it'll scare you. When we went to bed, my brother and I shared a room. We had bunk beds, and we both we went to bed, and we thought fucking Freddy Krueger was under our bed. We thought he was in the closet. We thought he was behind the door. But at least you and your brother had each other. To be scared. I feel with. like we would have thrown the other one at Freddy to <laughs> escape. Um, it was scary, man, and like I, I think I want to say I remember at least going to my parents' room, being like, I can't sleep again. <laughs> um, but that reminds me of like I think I saw it on America's Funniest Home Videos. There was it reminded me of me and my brother because these two parents uh, had a couple young boys that had spent like stayed up and watched scary movies at night, and. Uh, so to fuck with them, how great are these parents? To fuck with them, the mom grabs the video camera and they're asleep in their bedroom and the dad puts on this like creepy scary guy mask mm-hmm. and then grabs his chainsaw oh, and starts the chainsaw up and the two kids wake up and they're like ready to jump out the fucking window. Like one throws himself against the wall, the blinds come off. I mean, like, it's yeah. really extreme. It's yeah. like child abuse, but, like... Yeah, I mean, could you imagine if your parents did that shit wouldn't to that you? Wouldn't that fuck you for life? Oh, that would scare the... The, the laptop light going off keeps scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ian, what was your intro to scary movies? Like, what was the one when you were a kid, like, just just freaked you out? My earliest memory of, um, 
of scary movies, it, it goes back to, I was probably uh, two, two or three or four, I was really extremely young, and it was from what I've been told, because I don't really remember this, but it's, this is famous family lore around my house, the trailer for Halloween, it might have been Halloween 2, and the, I guess the trailer was a pumpkin, and somebody puts a knife through the pumpkin's head, and it said, the night he came home. And that's all it said, the night he came home. And I guess I watched this, and I sat there, and it traumatized me so bad that I ran around for a week just saying, and he came home, and he came home, and he came home, and he came home. And I was just scared <laughs> out of my mind about this trailer with a pumpkin and a knife through it. Um, so that was, uh, that was the first really scary moment that I can remember. Um, I didn't watch a ton of horror movies whenever I was a kid. Uh, I, I watched more horror movies whenever I was a teenager. And uh, I got into stuff like Hellraiser. Um, you know, around that time, that's when Blair Witch came out. I started rewatching all the classics like, uh, it, um, like Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, stuff like that. Um, uh, I, I watch. I know that we covered this last time, but aliens, things like come in the side door. So I, I no, I well that's why I was. Like, I know I was turning to the side so I could see you. <laughs> this is a pretty <laughs> creepy conversation because as I just went upstairs, I had to turn the hall light on. I was so glad. Normally, that you normally I don't do that. <laughs> I was convinced that you had went away just so you could sneak back. That's up what on I thought. Me. That's what I thought you were doing, and that's. <laughs> well, I, I have a the my desk chair upstairs is pretty tall and i have a t-shirt hanging on it right oh, now you thought it was yeah. a person and for a second when i got to the top of the stairs my heart stopped <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna be okay when we leave tonight not at all one of you are staying here <laughs> i'm gonna i know it's a short run but i'm gonna run out to my car <laughs> we're all three of us going out together yes yep like back to back to back with like like makeshift weapons and shit <laughs> So yeah, a lot of a lot of the um, you know the standards was what I, I watched, but uh, Hellraiser was really the the big one whenever yeah. I was a teenager that really got me into uh, you know getting into horror movies yeah, yeah. more often. And um, you know me and me and my wife uh, try to watch through the month of October. We try to watch as many horror movies as we possibly can. Usually by this week we are so horror movied out that we don't want to watch anything because we're so freaked out from just. The constant onslaught of blood and guts. Hey, great. No, uh, you Speaking. have a hard time sitting in front of a dark doorway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just keep scared. <laughs> I love how scared you are, and you keep looking over your shoulder. Because something's coming to get me, I swear to God. Nothing is coming to get you. I've lived here for... Five years. That's what they say in all the horror movies. And, and, and then as soon as he's done with his speech, guess what happened? Something, Something comes, comes to get, to get me. Mm-hmm. Five years and I've never so, felt anything at this place. So, speaking of watching horror movies, have you seen anything new recently that maybe you hadn't seen since, oh, I don't know, late April when we did our horror movie podcast? <laughs> I watched, uh, last week I watched... Uh, two different horror movies. Well, I watched three, but we'll talk about the two different ones that I saw. I watched the um, the new version of Carrie, mm-hmm. um, and I also watched The Possession. Um, I didn't really like Carrie all that much. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was uh, necessarily a horror movie, 
to be honest. It, it, it wasn't very scary. They didn't really explain a lot of stuff. Carrie, um, as the main character, was just kind of a weird, shy girl that had, you know, some, some powers. They didn't really explain where those powers came from. I thought maybe they would go with, a, you know, maybe a satanic angle. I never read Carrie, so I was going in blind. Paul, have you read Carrie? Yeah, I did read Carrie. It was a really good book. Explain why she ever powers. She just does. Yeah. She just has. I was I was kind of let down by that. Really? Yeah. I'm okay with the unexplainable. The the kids. So you are a big midi chlorian fan then, since they could explain <laughs> the force, right? <laughs> yes. All right. The the kids in uh, in this new version of Carrie um, seemed awful nice. Seemed really. Uh, they they didn't really torture her all that bad. Um, as what I was led to believe that um, it was a big hazing kind of thing. Had you Everybody seen the original? Um, I I hadn't seen the original. I've I've seen Carrie two before though. There's a there was like a sequel and it was huh. really shitty. But I'm familiar with the general story. When I was a kid, I used to get Carrie and Christine confused. Christine was what was Christine? A car. car. Oh, was that Stephen King as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else Carrie's um, not really a the even the book like it's not a it's not a horror book uh, yeah I thought the the way that the trailers the posters um, even some of the reviews if you watch um, if you watch commercials on TV now they, they kind of say oh it's really scary horrifying is a word that's thrown around it's just and, a cool and story. it wasn't it yeah. wasn't any of those things so I I, I don't know um, I, I didn't really like it. I wouldn't really recommend going to see it. What was Carrie. the other one that you saw? I saw The Possession, um, which was uh, was pretty Who's pretty in good. that? Um, Jeffrey that Dean Jeffrey Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, the dad from Supernatural. John, John Winchester. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Possession is about um, divorced dad goes to a... Um, uh, uh, Goes to a like, garage sale with his two daughters. One of his daughters picks up this box. Um, it turns out this box has spirits in it. Um, and the spirits possess her. A lot of freaky imagery. A lot of like, uh, there's a moment where the girl, is, she's kind of choking on something. And she looks in the mirror and she looks down her throat. And hands come up out of her throat. Um, pretty... Pretty pretty creepy. It was pretty scary. Yeah, that's that weird stuff that's in the grudge where like chicks washing her hair and like another hand comes out of her hair. Yeah, super weird. I think that you would like this one, Paul, because you, you know, little girls, little disturbing girls is always up your alley for things that scare you. Yeah, so. yeah, I suppose it is. So that was uh, that was pretty good. Did you guys watch any any movies recently? Yeah, I have, Paul. Um, I watched a couple classics. Um, I, well, I watched The Innkeepers. The Innkeepers must have had a banner ad on some website that I frequent because the poster for it always looked super creepy. It was this really creepy looking inn and it had this ghost face above the top of it. And the face of the ghost always creeped me out and I thought, oh, that looks, that looks really good. That's a really good poster. Well, I finally watched it and it's a gigantic pile of garbage. It's so slow and boring. It must have had no budget. There were no good effects in it. There's uh, no buddy there in it looking any, at it on IMDb. Yeah, no, there's no one 
no one of any name recognition and it was just such a such a letdown i also watched the original omen and where i give the original omen points is for their uh the score that has like all the chanting and like creepy demon chants and all that stuff you know it's it's interesting that you that you reference that because i've never seen the omen and uh However, I have listened to the song Damien by Iced Earth. And in the song Damien, which is obviously about the omen, it, it, I believe it, yeah, it starts with chanting and it ends with chanting. And I, until you just said that, I never put it together. That's where it comes from. And that's really interesting. Yeah, I watched the Leaves Schreiber remake a while ago and it was, it was okay. Um, they're very similar. I, I don't remember the, the Leaf Schreiber one all that well, but I feel like they were pretty much shot for shot. Julia Stiles was in that one yeah. too, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, very, very similar. There's just something creepier about the about the original, probably because it's 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 an old movie. It's I think it's from '73. It's not. It's it just looks old. It looks dated, and I think that really helps helps the creepiness. <clears throat> and I watched The Exorcist for the first time. Heard tons about it. Hear about it all the time, you know. You hear the quotes from it and the pea soup stuff and all that, but I'd never seen it, and I would say it lives up to the hype. It was a really cool movie. I watched the extended director's cut, that um, re-release from like two thousand. Yeah, that had uh, I guess the additional scene of her yeah. like crab walking upside down. That was the first I had ever seen it uh, in like two thousand when they released it in the theater. Yeah, I, I, I had, had never seen it before. Um, Linda Blair that plays uh, the girl, I mean, she really hooked, hooked it up. Pretty good makeup for, you know, the 70s as well. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, the way they they slowly... Uh, the, the way the makeup slowly takes her into being fully possessed. Like, you just start to see her lips getting a little chapped at first, and her progression, you know, down that rabbit hole is was really well done and that, that that's another one that i think really it, it really helps that it, 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 it's an old movie it's it's shot in that old style it looks grimy it looks gritty it was good and possession movies aren't my thing like i'm normally not not, not really interested in possession stuff. i haven't seen a ton of them but uh the ones i have seen i thought have been pretty good actually um like the uh, the last exorcism was I thought pretty good and that was a found footage style movie which I think at this point I'm pretty like kind of played out on I'm kind of over them but uh, I thought that one was pretty good and and Blair Witch obviously Didn't we see was kind of the theater yeah we did and th- that's the one that got super weird at the end yes like all of a sudden the end just takes this wacky turn yes those yeah. found footage ones kind of went away for a while, but they're, they've been making a comeback. I know that Paranormal Activity really yeah. uh, has pushed a lot. I think they're coming out with a fourth Paranormal Activity. Yeah, yeah. Um, or a fifth one, maybe. Something, yeah. There's um, a Rec, R-E-C. Richard or Donner directed The Omen. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, um, what did you just say? I don't know. What did I say, Ian? I don't know. I was shocked by Richard Donner. He totally de- derailed. I know. I'm sorry. But I was in absolute agreement with whatever you were just going to say. 
uh, Wreck. Oh yeah, seen? yeah, yeah. Haven't seen it. It the I, I I think it sounded good. And I think isn't that quarantine? Like Wreck was like the the foreign version or something, and quarantine was kind of the American take on it. Yeah, could be. With, oh, is that uh, what that was? Something like that. Quarantine was the one else that then. had um, Jennifer Carpenter from Dexter in it. I saw that. Wasn't super scary. It's all right. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it was scary at all. It was more thriller than mm-hmm. scary. Interesting. So I saw some movies recently. Uh, I just actually today got caught up on a horror movie um, called Trick or Treat. The 2007, I don't know, anthology style movie. It's It's one cohesive movie, but it's very kind of Tarantino-esque. It, it's got like a lot of kind of let's go back in time kind of things and, and then it ties like these four storylines all together and by the end it all kind of comes together and as I'm watching it I wasn't really digging it too much like story-wise but as you watch the entire thing you gotta see the whole thing um, it really does come together in a neat little package. But but what is nice from beginning to end is just kind of the the cinematic, like the cinematography and the colors that are used in it are very cool, like very high production values, which is kind of interesting because this movie, a lot of people don't even know it ever existed. Right, yeah, Paul? This is right. the first time that I'm hearing of it. Uh, although I believe it is getting... A, an incredible cult following as being like kind of a really really good Halloween movie um, now that it's been out for what half a decade or more um, I even saw an art book and here's how I found out about this movie years ago probably about three or four years ago I was at Borders when Borders used to still be around and I was in the like the media like TV section and they had a lot of times they'll have like the art of books there usually it's like for disney movies and shit but there was this book the art of ha- or of trick or treat and i was like i don't know what the fuck this is but this looks really cool and that's how i found out about it and the movie <clears throat> had its own book like a hardcover extra large format art book jesus i always get the art of you know like you know the Dark Knight yeah, or yeah. Star Wars. I love those guys books. that draw naked chicks. And the art of naked chicks. Mm-hmm. The art of uh, Guillaume March. I haven't gotten that yet. <laughs> When's your birthday again? <laughs> Not soon enough. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, yeah, Trick or Treat. Did you I, buy that book? I did, did not buy the book, but, but I went out and and like three years ago... I went out and and I went to the exchange and I found that used for $11. And I know it was $11 because the price tag is still on the DVD that I own. I just finally remembered to, uh, to like, to watch it. Because every time I remembered I owned it, mm-hmm. it would be like Easter. And... And well, we did an entire podcast know, on horror then. What I stopped know. you? And, but I always want to watch it around Halloween. And finally, like this year, I was like, do not forget. Don't. I know why you like this movie. Because this little dude is um, a little depressed boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize that. 
<clears throat> no wonder you love it great so call. much. But it was pretty good. And, I mean, just looking at, like, the pictures, uh, Paul's bringing them up on his computer. It's got really cool imagery. Yeah, this thing's, this little guy's really creepy. He's creepier with the bag over his head than... Yeah. Yeah, I don't like the pumpkin... Demon-looking thing. Demon thing. thing. He yeah. looks... And he, and he has, like, this like little sucks. jack-o'-lantern uh, sucker that he bites and he, like, kills people with it. And, uh, but... But it's got these, like, four separate storylines that feel really separated, but, like, as the movie goes along, like, they're interwoven with one another. It's pretty fucking cool. Huh. So, anyway, um, yeah, I recommend it. Check it out. I'll, yeah, let, cat I'll leave totally the DVD with you. boy. The first story is how he, he didn't ask that girl out on a date. Yeah, it's, it's a little <laughs> bit different than that. So, anyway, the, uh, the other movie that I saw is a newer movie. It's called You're Next. It came out in August in the theaters. And I quite liked it. It was it was certainly scarier, and the more it went along, it like lost its edge. I felt it almost like became. Can can I spoil no. anything? Or I'd like to watch it, but I know it's um, sort of like the Strangers home invasion kind of stuff. It is, is sort right? of like the Strangers, but it, it it's it's got a less realistic kind of. It's more like slasher esque um, in in a lot of ways, but um, I, me personally, I don't know if I'm just awesome at being able to like figure this out. But and well, I say let's that, go with that. I say that. Yeah. Sorry. Why? Why? Yeah. Fuck modesty. <laughs> I say that. Sarcastic. Let's just go with your awesomeness. I say that. Sarcastic. I like how there's a little bit of a pause. I don't know if I'm just awesome at uh, you know <laughs> at everything. I I say that sarcastically, but. I did actually figure out the twist on this one, like, right away. And and I, when I think about it, I think, actually, they did a bad job of kind of high... They hinted at it too strongly. When you watch films, do you typically try to guess, you know, this Sometimes, is what's going to yeah, happen? Yeah, I, I do try to do that. That's just my nature. Yeah. Usually, I don't. I'm not capable of I just of go it. along for the ride. Tracy sits there and just guesses in the first ten minutes. She yeah. Knows. Who the killer is, and then it's like, well, I don't, I'm going to ruin it for you. I don't try to do that. I just let it play out. I don't try to guess. I don't try to get ahead of myself. But one of my exes did that same thing, and it was infuriating watching anything with her. Because as soon as the first scene happens, she's like, oh, this is who it is. This is yep, what happens. This is the killer. Was she and I'm like, you time? can't possibly know that by now. And she was right every fucking yeah. time. I'm like, can't you just fucking shut your fat face oh, and wow. let me enjoy this? I would never wow, say wow. that to my lovely, lovely wife. You gonna take a drink there, Paul? <sighs> Sorry, Matthew. Delicious. A little Pepsi to wash down the scares. So, what I will say is your next is definitely worthy of a, uh, of a rental or a viewing. Um... I'm not saying you gotta buy it on DVD like I did. Oh, I don't know, uh, Lords of Salem, um, or buy the book after that. Just don't worry about that. <laughs> I, I got hated about this movie so much. I went out and got more of it. Since I since I delved into the supplemental material of that movie, I have come away with a much much greater appreciation of it. So. Yeah. Uh, and I was hoping that that would happen. So, well, you know, I'm a victim of that myself because I I own the hardback novelization of Attack of the Clones. I think I have that as well, but that's a different 
kind of, you know, madness that we were mm -hmm. wrapped up in at that point. I'm going to pretend I see somebody behind you. <laughs> see, I just got over being scared. Come on now. You're fine. You're okay. Yeah, except for that fucking killer behind you. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, wouldn't we be upset if there really was? I think I think we'd all be just as shocked. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> what do you so, got? so Halloween movies. It's not. It's not all for adults, Ian. No. No. I thought it was though. No. Kids can get into Halloween too. Kids have an appreciation for the uh, the scares that, that the holiday bring, and um, there's actually I think a lot of good like kid related Halloween stuff that that still in our adult years holds up pretty well. Um, things like Charlie Brown. It's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, um, which actually I've. I've read the book a couple times, but I've actually only seen it one time. Are you really? serious? Yep. It's unavoidable this time of year. Doesn't CBS always play it? Like I guess I, I somehow I, I've seen the Christmas special. one. I've seen more than any any other one. So are you saying you like it? Yeah. Yeah. Ian. Yeah, I love that. I haven't seen it in a long time, but. Down with the great pumpkin. I think I saw it for the first time about four years ago. You didn't even watch yeah. when you were Jeez, a kid? Man. Somehow, no. Somehow it escaped me. Isn't that weird? But you watched Garfield's Halloween Treat. You bet your ass. Actually, no. It's not called Garfield's Halloween Treat. It's called Garfield's, Garfield's Halloween Adventure. So what's the Halloween Treat then? I don't know. Is the one that I'm thinking of where... He wakes up, and then him and Odie decide they're going to be pirates. Yep. Okay, that's Garfield's Halloween that's Adventure. That's the one. And I just watched that, I think maybe a year, year and a half ago. For the first time? No, no, no. Again, I, that's, that was part of the Halloween lineup when I was a kid. Oh, my God. That's that special. A million times. I, I own that on DVD. I own that. Mm -hmm. It was like a three... A three special DVD. It had that. It had the Christmas episode, and then I think the Thanksgiving one, and uh, the Halloween one was always far and away my favorite yeah, one. Not it's, only it's that, good. not only that, but I owned the. Well, I probably still do somewhere. The um, the book, the mm -hmm. landscape format comic strip style book, uh, where he wakes up to Binky the Clown. He's oh. startled awake. You remember this, Ian? A Which is bit. just as creepy as all the ghost stuff. Yeah, it kind of is. And Binky the Clown reminds Garfield that it is Halloween. And he's like, and you know what that means? Candy. So Garfield gets all fucking excited. And Garfield's goes, a fucking pig in a horrible <laughs> role model for children. <laughs> <laughs> Lasagna and candy, you fatso. This is spokesman for diabetes. <laughs> Garfield Brimley. <laughs> yeah, Garfield's, Garfield's Halloween Is that your Garfield impression? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like tired, Ian. I know. So, uh, kind of is. So, they go up into the attic, they get their pirate costumes, and then they go out trick-or-treating, and then what happens, Ian? Do you remember? I don't remember. They I'm trying to look it up frantically right now so I can join this conversation. They encounter uh, ghost pirates. Because they stole the treasure from these ghost pirates. It's right? so weird because they, they leave the house 
They leave the Arbuckle residence. And then they float down that that stream or river for, it seems like, forever. Until they land at this pier and there's this what was that, empty house with yep. some weird guy yep. in it. And they thought they were going to get candy there or something. Yeah, and the like the... Garfield and Odie in the boat in the dark going down this river like is just as weird to me as anything else that happens in that in that <laughs> show. Yeah, I haven't watched that one in a long ass time. I'm gonna have to check it out whenever they play it again. But Not uh, Halloween specific, uh, but something that uh, my brother and uh, my mom bring up all the time is the Goosebumps TV show. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. R. L. Stein's Goosebumps. And are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? Was that was more in my wheelhouse. The uh, the, the comics, tail end of Snick, if you will. The that old comic small guys were talking about some of those some of those episodes, and uh, the one we always bring up is the Zebo the Clown episode. Does that ring any bells for you guys? No. It. Uh, one kid there's another kid to go into this fun house and there's a clown statue in there big clown mannequin go in steal his nose and then get out that sounds familiar and i guess he goes in there's so much clown horror yeah and i guess he goes in and he gets the nose and then he can't get out and zebo is after him when he's in there until he just leaves the nose and then he's allowed to leave the fun house and for a quote-unquote kid show, that episode right now, at my advanced age, is pretty fucking freaky. Yeah, Zebo the Clown's pretty disturbing. I pulled up some images, and I, I, I want to say the original way that Zebo the Clown was presented was just like a... Uh, wasn't, wasn't really realistic. It was just like a plastic kind of statue kind of deal. But then at some later stage, I'm sure chasing after this kid... Zebo the clown becomes a real clown, which yeah, I hate that. I don't like that. That's really scary. That's really scary. That reminds me of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Do you guys remember Killer Clowns yeah, from Outer Space? Yeah, that never scared me though. I do remember that it, one. It scared though. me. It scares me right now. I haven't seen it since I was young. Clowns are and so I would disturbing. be interested to see it now. Clowns are it. disturbing. I think my clown phobia, and I, I don't have a. I guess I don't have a clown phobia. I'm not afraid to go to McDonald's. But I think it it, it all started with my... That's just weird. Yeah. Had to all start with uh, Tim Curry as Pennywise. Because the more I think about it, I don't think my mom did anything to dissuade me from watching things that were going to terrify me. I've, I've had a recent uh, encounter with Pennywise the clown. Um, I'm... I recently finished up listening to the Dark Tower series, as you people mm. might know that I've been checking out. And the way that I was listening to it for a long time was, I, I, I was getting really into the story. I didn't want to. I didn't want to stop listening. So I'd go to bed and I'd, I'd lay down and I'd plug my earphones in and I'd listen for like you know half an hour while I'm trying to fall asleep or whatever. Finally finished up the Dark Tower, which isn't very scary. There are some moments in there that were a little freaky, and I was like, "Why am I listening to this?" No, anyway? Dark Tower is a good, like a good fantasy book. There but are, it's not. It's not really. It's not a horror book. No, the part that freaked me out was um, uh, whenever, uh, whenever the the Man in Black 
gets killed, and he gets he, he runs into um, what the hell is the the spider guy's name? Uh, I know I just listened to it. I don't know why I don't. Spider Man? Not Spider Man. Um, the Crimson King's son. Yeah, I forget his name. I forget his name at this point now, but he had psychic powers. He makes the man in black, like, rip his own tongue out, rip his eyes out, and hand oh, it to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Mordred. Mordred. Yeah. And he, he's feeding on him. And I listened to that at night, and it scared the shit out of me. Finish up the Dark Tower series, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I want to listen to, you know, I want to listen to some more Stephen King stuff. I've always enjoyed reading his books. I enjoyed Thinner. I like Salem's Lot. I never read it. So I downloaded it, and I started listening to it. I started listening during the day. And then I was like, ah, you know, it comes around to nighttime. Okay, let me go to, let me go to bed. This is what the cover of it looks like. It's yeah. crazy, scary Pennywise a clown <laughs> on my phone. And I'm trying to turn it off at night, and it's freaking the shit I had, out of me. I had, that's, that was the cover of the paperback that I had. I have the... Um... I've since upgraded to the hardback, which just has a claw coming out of a sewer grate. But that image of Tim Curry as Pennywise on the cover, I would keep that book face down all the time because it it, it just it freaked me out. The combination of reading the book and adding my imagination to Tim Curry's performance in that TV miniseries, easily scariest horror character I, I can think of. If I had to pick one thing that I would not want coming after me, yeah, I I think at my heart would stop if I turned a corner one night and that was waiting for me. I haven't seen that movie since uh, it was on TV when I was a, a kid, so I I need kind of a refresher. Now, is that a movie that you feel that they should actually go ahead and do a full feature length of and kind of remake it based on you know with today's technology and everything? Um. I'd like to see it. I don't know how how good it would be. Like I think all that stuff's. You never know with with remakes. It's long enough they could do two parts. It could be easily be a part one and part two because the TV miniseries is. I mean the book's fucking huge. The book's just as big as Deathly Hallows, and that got the two part treatment. I know that uh, back whenever the book was originally released, my dad read it. My mom's a big Stephen King. Um, fan, and she lent the book to my dad. He read it. He he was telling one of his friends at work about the book and how scary it was. And the guy was in denial. He didn't think that it was going to freak him out or anything. Dad let him let him check it out. He was reading it. He was telling my dad how scared he was of this book, and it was really freaky. And my dad, being a prankster that he is, um, in his job, uh, they have to go down in manholes. And I guess one day he knew that. His friend was going to be going to a particular area, going to a particular manhole. He loaded this manhole up with helium balloons, and the guy came upon it, opened it up, all these balloons came out. I guess he ran back to his truck. If I was that guy, you would be fatherless. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was in broad daylight and everything, that is too. awesome. It scared the shit out of that guy. Yeah, I've read a, I've read a ton of Stephen King books. Mo pretty much pretty much all of them except a, a couple of the the more recent ones that just came out. But the whole that whole story is so creepy, and the way right up until the end when it gets silly. But all the Pennywise stuff is some of the imagery he uses to tell like those scenes are just are just really stuck with me. It just creep creep me the fuck out. 
just the story about all the kids like growing up together and then coming back as adults and it's really really well done story Matt? Yeah, well, I remember it from when I was young and I enjoyed it, but I don't remember many details about it. I remember Judge Mathis or whatever the judge from Night Court was in it. Yeah, uh, what was his name? Judge Rich, Richard. No, what was his name in Night Court? I, I, I don't remember. Uh, he was in it, and then you had um, John Boy from the Waltons, was Bill Denbro, Manette okay. O'Toole, Lana Lang from. Uh, Superman is in it. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm pretty sure if you go back and watch it now, it's not gonna hold up. It's gonna. It's gonna look like an '80s miniseries. I'd like to see them redo it. You know, they they redid Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the Jessica Biel one. I think it can hold. You can put that against anything. It, that is a really good movie. So I, I think if they got, if they did it right, it could be really scary. I think so too. What no. Tim Curry brought to that role, though, I don't know if that can be duplicated. Okay, I see. That's why you're saying that it makes me want to re-see it because I don't remember anything specific about it. That's how long it's been. For I me. believe that that miniseries is on Netflix. I think. Oh, cool. So. Okay. Um. Uh. So you mentioned the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, and like you said, it was excellent. Have you seen that, Ian? Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. really good. And and I will say this, I have not seen the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. I wanted to and I've like over the years since it has come out, I have had less and less interest in re- in seeing it. Uh but what I did see the remake of Friday the 13th. And I'll be honest with you, it's probably the best Friday the 13th they've ever made in you my opinion. So? Tell me a better one and tell me why. I I can't argue it. Um I, I would say that it, it was good. I enjoyed it. Fast-moving Jason, if I yeah. remember correctly. In the beginning, he, he exhibits like a, a running style. I think, when I, he, think I did see that. When he comes after uh, somebody that he had like fucked up, they maybe got caught in a bear trap, and he came at them with that machete. Yeah. And, mm. I mean, you know, it, it did the whole thing where everybody's in the... Um, at the camp that didn't rely on any gimmicks like sci-fi Jason or Jason takes Manhattan or any of that bullshit. It just kind of went back to its roots sort of, um, and played up the whole mother thing. They, they included that, but they didn't let that kind of take over and remake the first one. I mean, it was definitely a new beginning, which by the way, might be a subtitle of one of the, I was going to say, isn't that the third one? Uh, but, uh, yeah, it basically cuts to the chase, because Jason actually didn't even get his hockey mask in the original series until the third movie. He, and he what was... What did he have in the second one? A hood. He, he had a white hood. Yeah, which, in this one, he has his face is wrapped up for a portion yeah, of Yeah, that's movie. correct. And then he finds the mask. Um, and then, obviously, that stars uh, Jared Padalecki. I don't know why that would be obvious if you didn't know it, but if you do know it, it is obvious. It's obvious to me because I'm looking through the pictures and uh-huh. he's in, his handsomeness is in and, every and single I movie. saw that movie before I ever saw Supernatural. So when I saw Supernatural, I'm like, where the fuck do I know that guy from? And then it finally hits me. Oh my God. That was the dude from Friday the 13th. Yeah. And he was awesome and he was a really good main character. He totally was able to like kind of be the leading. Well, I like that. I like that a guy was the main character. In the movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, normally I'm going to have to. Yeah, because it's normally a chick. It, it's a nice little change of pace. Um, Paul, you're looking at pictures. Have you seen that movie, the remake of Friday the 13th? Because if you haven't, you really need to. I feel like I feel like I have. The running sounds really familiar. Maybe I didn't see all of it. Well, he, they show that in the trailer. Yeah, I was going to say, that was, a, that was a major part that, uh, you know... Set it apart from all the other. It films. had a it had a great beginning because the beginning sets up what you think are the cast of main characters, and it and they're all sitting around in the woods, and you're like, okay, I see where this is going. I'm, you're you're slowly introduced to all the characters, and you're starting to get their personalities, and then like before you know it, they start getting all picked off one at a time, and then 15 minutes into the movie, they're all fucking dead, and you're like, holy shit, that was just the beginning. Uh-huh. Like these weren't the main characters, and it it's a very cool beginning for uh, for the way that they that they kind of do it. Um, so yeah, I would recommend that one big time. But there's also one other horror thing I want to mention, and maybe it's uh, a little self indulgent, but whatever. Um, and I brought it up earlier, Paul, when I was talking about the song Damien by Iced Earth, the um, the Iced Earth album horror show. If you like heavy metal. And come on, who doesn't? Like, oh, heavy metal, not my heavy metal, which is Motley Crue and Poison. <laughs> Pussy hair metal, yeah. Heavy metal, traditional, classic heavy metal, Ronnie James Dio, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Metallica, the good stuff. Iced Earth, an American heavy metal band, um, John Schaefer on guitar, Matt Barlow on vocals, there's an album that came out in, I think, 2000. It's called Horror Show. And in Horror Show, every song on the album is about a classic monster. So, like, the, the first song on the album is called Wolf. So, obviously, that's Dracula. about Dracula. Second song is called Damien. Frankenstein. It's about Frankenstein, right? Batman's so, Kid? <laughs> you've got, you got a song about the mummy you have one about dracula frankenstein phantom of the opera i mean it's just filled with it, really cool stuff the lyrical content's really interesting um it's the one i think iced earth album i could actually get paul turned on to um since since i've known him so mm-hmm. uh it's got great artwork on the cover like um the cover's got the, the, the band's mascot, like, kind of above, like, a Dracula's castle-looking thing. But then you open the booklet, and the first page has all the monsters, like, coming out, like, at you. It's really cool. Why is it that heavy metal bands always feel the need to have a mascot? Uh, I don't know. I've, I feel like Iron Maiden kind of started that with Eddie. Yeah. Unless unless there's somebody before that, I don't know. Richard Christie from the Howard Stern Show was in Ice Earth. Richard Christie was the drummer in Ice Earth for about three albums. Yeah, uh, holy crap! Yeah, I met him when he was with the band. Here's a here's a story. Another Mac Sal's brush with fame. <laughs> We're gonna need to get a jingle for this segment. <laughs> no, they they did a um a, a meet and greet. After the very first show of the Glorious Burden Tour, which was in 2004, the very first show was in Cleveland, Ohio, so I traveled to Cleveland, Ohio, and I did the meet and greet, where you basically had to buy the CD, even if you already owned it, and then they would sign it, and they had all the dudes lined up, and I remember getting to Richard Christie and telling him I was from Pittsburgh, and Richard Christie's a big horror guy, he loves horror movies, and, uh... 
I told him I'm from Pittsburgh. He's like, oh, the Monroeville Mall. That's where they made uh, Dawn of the Dead. I was like, yeah, I know. And so we could relate. But I thought his hands were weird. I remember when I... Richard Christie famously doesn't take baths or anything like well, that. Well, that's not why... His hands? I did, but but yeah. he had, like, like tape on them because he's a drummer, I guess. Yeah. I don't... I, I didn't know drummers did that. Or maybe they don't. Maybe he just Richard Christie does. But... Um, this is back when he had his long hair, but he was really nice. He was cool, um, but uh, I have actually met him since because he joined up with um, another band, or he created another band after he got out of Iced Earth. The reason he left Iced Earth was to go audition to get Stuttering John's position on the Howard Stern show. So yeah. he he like tried out for it. He got the position, and he left Iced Earth. Well, he had the itch to make more music, so he did, and he hooked up with the former singer of Iced Earth, Tim Ripper Owens, and um, I, I, I got to meet him through Tim Ripper Owens, and he, I managed to like chat with him about horror movies, and I found out that Richard Christie's favorite horror movie is anybody want to guess? Um. The creature from the Black Lagoon? Nope. Bram Stoker's Dracula? No, it's Halloween. Halloween. Ugh, piece of dog shit. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. I will flip this table and catch this apartment on fire right so now. so fucking boring. You're boring. It is. It really Halloween is, is awesome. That first one's such a drag. You're a drag. The remake... Sorry. But that first one... Rob Zombie's remake. Such a drag. Dude, Rob Zombie... I don't give a fuck what you people say. I think Rob Zombie hooks shit up. I think that dude can make movies. I'm not hating on Rob Zombie. Most people yeah. do. Most people do. Also, I saw Halloween 2 this weekend. The Rob Zombie joint? No, the um, the, the John Carpenter produced Halloween 2. Um, picks up exactly where part 1 leaves off. Doesn't waste any time. Were they filmed back to back? I don't think so. Could be wrong, but I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. But it felt like they were filmed in one big chunk because they felt like the same movie. <laughs> no, they didn't. No, they didn't. That actually, that's like really inaccurate because they felt very much like just one continuous movie. Like I think a lot of times sequels do have that tendency to almost feel like, like they're just do like The Hangover and The Hangover Two. That's mm-hmm. the same fucking movie. Yeah, they're they're pretty close. Do we have a fun story to go out on so I can sleep soundly tonight? I don't think that we're going to sleep soundly tonight. Um, a fun story. Any fun Halloween stories to go out on? Uh, no. From your adulthood? No. From your youth? Do I need to no. pa- pause no. this we podcast? We always have a Halloween party. I mean, well, We do <laughs> always have a Halloween party. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't have any fun Halloween stories. Um, when was the last time you went trick-or-treating? Oh, maybe freshman year in high school. Freshman, sophomore sophomore year, maybe. And I was dragged. I was dragged by my friends to come out because I wasn't going to do it. I was already at the point where I was like, I'm, I'm too old. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I think I went until my junior year in high school. Wow. Yeah. I wow. still thought that shit was cool. But I think I was doing it to just go around the neighborhood and go to this one girl's house. 
that All I right. liked. That's acceptable. Yeah, I got I got dragged out that night, so I put on all my hockey equipment, um, and then I went out. The final year, I was wearing a Shannon Sharp jersey, and I just put on, like, a, a hood, so I was like the ghost of Shannon Sharp. That's awful. It was That's very, worse. It was That's very worse lazy. than me putting on hockey equipment. I, I then got, I think, the uh, Halloween, you know, confederation kicked me out at that point. Matt? Last time I went trick-or-treating, I was in eighth grade. It was the uh, the big blizzard Halloween that we had in 93, I think it was. Uh, and I, I went out as a uh, person with a fake mustache and a coat. Um, so a flasher? Oh, jeez. No, technically I went to a Halloween party once as a flasher. I bought a flesh-colored bodysuit and a trench coat, and I would flash people. But they're like, you're a Ken doll. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Should have stuck something on there. On oh yeah, probably should. Or just cut a little hole out. <laughs> right? That would have been awesome. The bodysuit and then your real dick. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> as people are panning down your body, it's like ha 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 ha. That's what I was looking for to end the show on. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Casal. Sweet dreams. <laughs>